Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to discuss uh, one of the symptoms of complex PTSD, and that is really struggling with connecting with people. Um, This is something I definitely struggled with a lot over the years. And I would say it comes and goes. And I was really trying to focus in on when has it been better and when has it been harder for me? You know, like what was going on and where did I meet the people that I connected with the best? Um, And so I'd have to say that um, whenever you are struggling with connecting, um, I think in relation to complex PTSD, there is a lot of blurred lines between aggressive and assertive communication. Um, and a lot of that comes, I think from trauma. So you either, I think kind of learn to be fearful, um, which can, as an adult, you become to a point where you're, you're so shy that you get walked on and then you start to fight back, which can make you more like aggressive. And so the assertiveness a lot of times isn't ever there with the way you communicate with people because one you're stomped on and then in the second role you're fighting back so it's like you're passive or you're aggressive but the assertive like is never there and so in relation to trying to communicate with people I think that that can be one part of it um, that I will say I think personally in my own experiences that gets better over time as you get away from abuse you learn to not have to be so aggressive um, when you're trying to just function in society, the more that you can get away from it. Um, cause for me, I took a test when I was, I was 35 and it was from my, my therapist who diagnosed my complex PTSD. And it was a test on assertive statements versus aggressive statements. And I failed it. Like I completely failed this test and it was just a worksheet. And, um, she, you know, she was trying to figure out if I, if I knew the difference and I didn't. Um, and it was probably very clear to other people what would be aggressive and what would be assertive um, and what would be passive. And I just did not know. Um, none of it made any sense to me. Um, and I will say, so that can be a big problem. Um, I feel like I'm better at it now, but at that time I just had, I just didn't know. Um, another aspect that I think is very, very important if you're trying to solve the issue of trying to connect with people. And for me, what really worked is making sure that you are engaging with your interests first. So like one example I can give is I really struggled with connecting with people from childhood, teenage years into my early twenties until I found a field that I really was passionate about and that was massage therapy so I I got I became a licensed massage therapist when I was 25 and it really wasn't until then that I was able to make very distinct friendships with people who had the same passion for helping people heal because in massage therapy we help people heal whether a lot of it can just be stress you know helping someone help heal from stress using massage therapy and 
it was those friendships that I made based on that genuine that initial the um, genuine interest, the same interest that we had, mutual interest. Those friendships have lasted for years, but they came from that mutual interest, and we sought out our mutual interests. And you know, so there's always something to talk about, and that is massage. That is like the healing arts, whether it's aromatherapy, whatever it may be. You're finding people who want to help people heal. Um, and another field, as I you know, as I got a little older, I decided to go back to school and I studied history and philosophy, and I got my bachelor in that. And I will say, yes, I have found people that I I have bonds with in relation to history, but I don't really have. I would say connections outside of maybe one person, um, maybe one or two people who were in the history field, and the difference between massage therapy and history um, is one: history. The history field is very contentious. There's a lot of uh, stealing of ideas that goes on in the history field. There's a lot of backstabbing. There's a lot of contention. There's a lot of politics that goes into the history field. Um, and that's something that's been a big turnoff for me. The same thing can be said for me in regards to poetry. So I'm in a local poetry group. Um, and this could be poetry anywhere. But poetry to me, the poetry field is very similar to the history field in the sense it can be very contentious and it can be very political. And you might not think that. You might think, well, why in the world would that be? Um, because a lot of people view, a lot of people communicate their political beliefs through poetry. Um, and they're very open about it. Um, that's not something I'm into. Like, I, I like poetry to be um, more nature based and just be more. Um, art, you know, based, you know, kind of be more artistic. I don't want it to be this huge historical political moment in a poem. Like it's just, that's just not me, but I get it. I mean, there's been lots of political poetry for decades, um, probably centuries. Um, you know, it's, it's somebody describing a moment in history. Like if someone wrote a poem about a civil war, you know, it's, it's describing the war, but if you're literally living in the war, you're probably like not wanting to hear a poem about the war. Like you're wanting to describe something beautiful and not something chaotic. Um, but that's some of the best, you know, poetry out there. Most memorable, I should say, is poems like that because they're capturing a moment in time is what they're doing. But if you can find an interest, um, so for me, again, it's massage therapy. It's the healing arts. Um, if you can find an interest like that to connect with people with, that's that would, to me is a solution. Another thing would be art, any type of art, like um, painting, drawing, or any type of, you know, a yoga class or getting into yoga or some type of exercise or joining some type of group like... Um, uh, something that you you care about, you know, it could be like a just some type of volunteer group, 
um, just something that means something to you. You know, a lot of people go to engage with stuff at church. Um, I'm not a church person. I just, it's not what I do. Um, but even just becoming like a member of like a magazine, because recently, um, I told you guys I've been reading different books at the library uh, recently, and I didn't even know that you could check out the magazines that are in the library, um, but you can. And there's one called Scientific American, and I've been reading about like stars and um, satellites and space probe type things, um, and just really neat stuff and the fusion energy um, you know, and I'm going to see if Scientific American kind of has like a, a group that you can kind of join. They probably do, I would assume, but just something that you can join to be a part of. Like I have, um, my old classmate from junior high, we're the same age. Um, he's actually president of a ham radio club and I didn't even know that that was like a thing, but it kind of is, uh, because if all of our like phones and computers and everything are hacked by like a foreign government, you can still use a ham radio. Like you can still communicate with people in another country. You can even communicate with astronauts on the space station through a ham radio. Um, but it's kind of neat, you know, it's to have something like that. Um, but the scientific American magazine, I've thought about joining it cause I, so many good articles in these. Um, a lot of them are about outer space, like I said. Um, but there's there's just a lot of really neat stuff in them. Just stuff I didn't know. Um, but again, connecting to people, um, groups like that. So one of the few things I had when I was in high school, I was very, very isolated in high school and very shy. But one thing I did have was I was in com- computer club. Um, and the only reason I joined is because my friends were in it and we played video games all the time. That's all we did, really. They would always talk about the new computer systems that were out. And I wasn't into that, um, but they were. And so I would usually just sit there and listen to him talk about it with our math teacher. And he was the guy who hosted the class. But I wasn't really into all the technical stuff. I was just there to play video games and hang out with my friends. But... um. Something like that, something that you can, um, you know, connect with people with. And if you are struggling with the aggressiveness versus the passiveness, um, I would just kind of look at what environment you're in and maybe go talk to a counselor about, you know, maybe even act out with a counselor ways to be less aggressive in your communication. Um, cause there were, there's things that I still do that I struggle with, um, where I'll just say something and I'm a little too blunt or I'll um, say something that may have negative effects for someone else or myself. Um, And in the moment I might be trying to be funny or I might be trying to, um, I usually just say whatever first comes to my mind, but I really shouldn't because sometimes it can be insulting and I don't mean for it to be insulting or it can be, um, you know, something that I probably just shouldn't say. And someone actually did this to me the other day. Um, I was, uh, I have a client and I haven't been working on the same days that I normally do. So I haven't been as available and this is a massage client. And so they saw a different therapist. Um, 
and they said to me, um, and they were just making random conversation. They weren't really saying something in like a negative way, but they said to me, um, they're giving you a run for your money, meaning that the therapist was good. Like they might, you know, they went to this one therapist cause I wasn't available and they said, well, they were, they're really giving you a run for your money. Um, and you know, I don't think they thought about it in the moment, but really what they're communicating to me is I like this person better, but they're like saying it to my face. Like it's almost like they're, because me and this person get along really well. We, we always enjoy talking and we like each other a lot. Um, like it's just a, it's always fun to, to see them. Um, but they kind of said it in just a, a silly way, like, oh, they're giving you a run for your money. But at the same time, you know, I, I think they actually like meant it and probably thought after the fact, oh, now he's probably going to think I'm going to ditch him. You know what I mean? So that would be an example of something I would do. Like I would just say something and not be thinking it out. And I always say that that kind of goes back to that, um, that need for critical thinking. And, you know, whenever you're under stress or whenever you have complex PTSD and your, your mind is kind of stressed out and not able to focus as well, you say stuff like that. Like you don't think it out because it's your mind isn't maybe as focused and as clear as most people's minds. So you're just kind of blurting things out. Um, you know, without really thinking about the repercussions and then you get in trouble, you know, it's like you, you put your foot in your foot in your mouth. I really think that that's where a lot of that comes from is that, that stress impairing, impairing your brain. It's, you know, you have to really learn to think more logically and think more clearly and not say things like that. So I do think that that's a big part of all of it. So like for me, when I was a little kid, I used to get in trouble a lot because I would literally just say what was on my mind and then get in trouble for it, like get a check mark on the board. And I do think that that played a role in it. I think that because there was so much stress at home that my mind just literally wasn't thinking critically. I wasn't thinking like logically as a child or even as a teenager, because I was very stressed out as a teenager too. Um, so you're, you're, not thinking things through, right? So it's the same thing as um, wanting to like leave a conversation, which I talked about about a month ago, um, wanting to kind of ignore a problem or abandon a conversation type thing. Um, there's another word for it that I was using, but that whole um, wanting to, you know, get away from something rather than talk about it. That's another example um, is if you ignore it, it's still going to be there. Um, and if you're able to talk about it, you know, clearly and in a healthy way, it'll help you get over it. Right. Um, so it kind of all goes together. But again, if you can find um, a group to connect with people with, and if you are struggling with the aggressive versus passive, I would see a counselor for that, but find a group that truly is like healthy. For me, I lucked out and I went to massage school. Um, you know, that's what worked for me. And it's still a great field because it's all about health and healing. Um, it's one of the best things I ever did. 
Um, and I'm also a, a worker bee, like I like to work. And so that's what massage is, it's physical work. And that's really the heart of who I am. Because my other degree is in history and philosophy. So that's papers and computers and documents. And that's not really where my heart is. My heart is in working. Um, so I like to, I like to work. So anyway, um, yeah, I would say if you can find that place to really engage, um, and interact with people, because a lot of times randomness and small talk does not work if it's random, but if you have a, a goal oriented or field oriented place to talk to somebody, like I said, this scientific American, you know, I, I could probably talk to people in some type of chat group all day on there. Um, similar to the, the true crime stuff, but that's a lot of rabbit holes with the true crime world. I engage with people on true crime on YouTube sometimes and um, just in chat groups. And it's just, it's a lot of second, it's a lot of guessing and rabbit holes. And there's, there's not much that comes out of it. Um, but anyway, um, that would be my recommendation is to find a, a group. Um, something healthy. So this is the complex PTSD guy signing off.